Caleb and Sammy. That's right. Sammy's back, everyone. I am here. Sammy's back. I, I have a gripe. Okay. A gripe? A gripe yeah. A gripe? So, Emily and I had a very, very long discussion, you could call it. And Are you sure this is a place to bring up, like, premarital counseling stuff, Cordell? It's not premarital counseling. It's way heavier. Okay. Emily, oh, no. Emily thinks oh, no. that a ghoul is a kind of ghost. Are they not? What? Are you are you kidding me? Sammy, what do you think? Uh uh I think they're different. Is that the right answer? Yeah, it's totally the right answer. Like a ghoul is like a graveyard dwelling corpse eating okay, thing. Yeah, it's not yeah, a ghost. Yeah. It's not a sp- Wait, so are you are you are you telling me that a ghoul is more similar to a zombie than it is a ghost? Yes. That's like it is straight up like pre-islamic arabian religious stuff like this the the ghoul lives in graveyards and eats corpses it's kind of a demon thing i i mean you're the you're the horror aficionado of the two of us so i'm gonna i'm gonna take your word on this well Mm. here's my biggest issue emily and i have this whole Mm. like half hour 45 minute conversation about it because she's like, I think yeah. it can be whatever I want. And I'm like, that's not how things work. And I'm getting way too heated, admittedly. And then I'm scrolling through Wikipedia after to make sure that I'm right. When I get to the bottom of the article about ghouls, and there's a single sentence that ruined my life. Oh, no. A ghoul is also a name for a female ghost. <gasps> oh, oh, no! no! <laughs> Are you wait no 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 are you are you telling me uh, every single time cheesy MCs went up on the mic and said hello boys and ghouls they were being right apparently start the music everyone and welcome to just super where we analyze criticize and otherwise size up superhero fiction no stories off limits and no medium is safe i'm cordell i'm caleb i'm sammy i'm back again we already sammy's back back again sammy's back back. tell a friend we're still talking about superman yeah and i i just want to put out there real quick that was a bit in the cold open i would Mm -hmm. emily and i did not actually like fight about it it was a fun long debate but I wouldn't air my dirty laundry on the radio. So just want to make that clear. That's a bit. I will air all my dirty laundry on the radio. Because guess what, Cordell? I am the bad boy of radio. Oh, man. I got you this time, Cordell. I am the bad boy of radio. I am taking the name. It's definitive now. It's definitive. Definitive. We've been we've been fighting over this for two episodes. I am the bad boy of radio. Sammy, what do you think? I I, I guess I guess he's the bad boy of radio. Dang it! <laughs> anyway, I, mean, I am a winner. What can I say? Caleb's the bad boy. I'm the bad radio. boy of radio, and this is the sound of a gavel. Ow! <laughs> that hurt. Me. What does that make me though? The, the... The, I think that makes you a radio rebel, <gasps> like the Disney Channel original movie. You can't see me, but I'm making the radio rebel face, and I'm pushing back my hair. Caleb, you know that gif of Debbie Ryan at a concert, like part pulling the one strand of hair over her ear, doing that look that's <laughs> supposed to be kind of seductive. I only know that look because you do it at me every time you do something weird in a magic game. <laughs> fair but that gif came from radio rebel which was a disney channel original movie oh so it's one of those one of the disney channel movies that i didn't really care about because it came after my time precisely i have younger siblings which is why i know about it same fair also the coffee mug that i made the gavel noise with definitely still had liquid in it and that was a mistake I have a straight up mallet sitting next to me. You could have asked. 
Yeah, I. You know, hey, you know what? Don't edit out the fact that I did a goof up. But I was not gonna. Hey, listeners, always check for if the mug has liquid in it. If you're gonna do always a bit, this is a always PSA. be certain about the liquid content of a bit. But all, uh, but also commit to the bit. Commit to that bit. Anyway, we're Anyways. on the back half of the <laughs> Superman episode. Um, this is going to be the second hour of content for Superman, and we probably shouldn't waste more of your time just rambling. So, yeah. we're going to dive right in with the coolest and lamest moments. I'm oh, going to let Sammy steer the bus here. Thank you. I very much appreciate that. So, we're going to start off. I already sent them an image. They have not seen it yet. Um, I want to preface, the, preface this image. Okay? So, this is from... It's from um, All-Star Superman. And earlier in the series... There was just this random scene. I forget exactly who he's fighting, but he's fighting somebody. It messes up the like the train lines, the subways, basically, of Metropolis, right? And you just see this random lady running away. And she's on the phone, and she's saying, No, don't hang up. Don't hang up. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm running late, but I'll be there. Don't hang up. And that's the last you hear of this woman, right? Until mm-hmm. look at the image. And I will describe it while you look at it. So we see this woman just standing on the edge of a building. Um, oh, my God. And she just tossed her phone off of the building. Very distressed. She is crying. Superman comes up behind her. He just zooms in from nowhere. He goes, your doctor really did get held up, Reagan. It's never as bad as it seems. You're much stronger than you think you are. Trust me. And then there's just a scene of Superman and this young girl just hugging. And then that's, you don't see Reagan ever again. But that, that lady was that her doctor obviously wasn't lying (laughs) and was really held up. But Superman just saved this girl's life. And that is just, it goes back to the Wally West episode, right? Where like all of my favorite stuff are the super small poignant moments. And this is just a tiny thing, but Superman cares enough about humans and about people that he took the time. He was talking to Lois, I think, right before this and goes, hold on, I need to go. I'll be right back. This is very important and leaves. This is the page. And then it's just it's like a just a quiet moment of Superman. Clark cares <laughs> about about people. I I think that kind of just leads into what is generally my favorite moment of almost any superhero narrative is the moment where the superhero is human. Yeah. And I don't mean like, as in like loses their power. Cause it's actually usually a pretty lame scene, but the, I know I have more power than you, but that does not make me le- more important than you. Exactly. This is Superman. I'm I'm kind of tearing mm-hmm. up. This is Superman telling a young woman who is obviously very, very distressed that she is stronger than she thinks she is. That's just so cool. Like a, this super powerful human being, not even human, this super powerful being is being like, yo, dude, it's okay. You're strong. And that kind of blends into my favorite thing about Superman. I give him a lot of grief, a lot of crap. I'm harsh on this character, but how can you really hate a character that genuinely tries to be the best he can and tries to save everyone he can and inspires people to be the best they can? Like, I I gripe over the convenient plot devices and the bad handling of his powers. Like, I gripe over him being too strong, but this character genuinely tries to use every ounce of that strength to help other people and to save people, I can't, I cannot be against that. That is too yeah. good, too strong, too good, too pure. Yeah, which like gripes are fu- are understandable and fine to have with everything you love. You're not a bad person for griping, whatever. But also to move on a little bit, I guess, another of my favorite is just the entirety of the series it's like a it's a seven issue miniseries of Superman American Alien, which I will 
right off the bat say it was written by Max Landis, who is kind of problematic. Not even kind of. He's he's fairly prob fairly problematic. Has a lot of like allegations against him during the Me Too. He was one of those. He but mm. his some of his stuff is still my favorite thing. Like I love Chronicle. That was a movie he wrote. That's about that is about superheroes, which maybe. Maybe we can talk about that sometime. Oh, we'll probably but, do an episode um, over it eventually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's great. But, um, yeah, it's just like seven issues. And it's the way I described it to these guys was like I wanted them to read um, All-Star Superman and American Alien. And where I think All-Star Superman is probably the best Superman story, I think American Alien is the best Clark Kent story. Because my favorite Superman just stories in general are when it's more focused on Clark. Cause like people are, it's, it's kind of the idea that Batman, right? Batman is the actual persona and he pretends to be Bruce Wayne. Like everybody is all that, that idea is cemented where he's just pretending Batman is his real self where people say the same thing about Superman, where Superman is the real him while Clark is the is he's putting this on which i disagree with i think it's best when clark is the real person i agree with you on that i do i do not think superman is the real person i definitely think clark kent is the real person because if you ask me superman would not save reagan yeah no uh just a random kryptonian yeah clark would yeah yeah, which is also the theme of, like, Invincible and the boys, that having that much power does not mean you're going to be good. More often than not, it will corrupt you, which says more about the strength of Clark and his upbringing and who well, he was made to be. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's, it's a cheesy line, but it's also, like, one of the most important line in comics history, but, like, with great power comes great responsibility. Like, I get it that that line is memed all over the place, but that is true. truly one of the most important lines in comic history. And yeah. it's at the core It's at the core of everything this genre is about. Like, that's a reason when Caleb and I have our cap qualification for Guarantidos, that's a reason the power dynamic is in there, because the core of our genre is if you can do great things, what are you going to do? Yeah. 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 And yeah, I started off this two episode run not liking Superman. I'm starting to get convinced. I'm bada -bing, bada -bing. warming warming on the character, not warming on the character as a device, if that makes sense. I yes. think I think at the very least, if you guys read All Star and American Alien, you would enjoy those. And there are definitely and other stories. I definitely stories. want to. Yeah. 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 And is... I'm just gonna I'm just gonna gush more about American Alien. Is that okay? Do it. Do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Please. It's, yeah. It's incredible. Each of the each of the titles. I specifically wanted to look this up um, because they're cool. They're all like birds are different. Um, they d have different connections. So like the first it goes in order. So first issue is it goes dove, then hawk, then parrot, which in parrot. He Clark pretends to be Bruce because he like he has this trip to the Jamaicas or whatever. He wins this trip, which his friend in the issues like this. This sucks. Of course you would get it. You can fly and I'm stuck here. You get this free trip. And he's like, I, uh, but he like crashes a plane with this dude and just Bruce Wayne's yacht was close by. He was having like a birthday party, but Bruce doesn't show up to any of his parties so clark gets on board <laughs> and everybody just thinks he's him he thinks he's bruce because he's a, just an attractive white guy with black hair and they're rich people <laughs> so like in the story they're specifically like they probably knew you weren't bruce but they're like rich people that really want to belong so they're just pretending that you're bruce it's like okay um which that's great then it goes after that it goes owl which I think is the first time we actually meet Bruce um, because Bruce is in American Alien as well. And they have some interesting stuff. So it goes Owl, then Eagle. Um, after that is Angel. And then the last issue is called um, Valkyrie, which I'm pretty sure it's Valkyrie. Yeah, Valkyrie has an interesting enemy. He fights at the end. Um, 
he's he's like this I, I don't know how to describe him you know he's like this big like burly guy with like white skin I'm a and he burly rides a motorcycle I ride a he like motorcycle. rode a space motorcycle and is like this mercenary dude oh, i lost the connection is it lobo it's lobo he fights oh. lobo at the end hey, hey. of the series um and it's just great because you get to see lobo going pretty pretty powy powyful and this is very early in clark's um clark's adventure as superman he like probably just became superman i don't know the exact might have been in for a hmm. year probably less but they just have this big fight and then it's it's just it's just good other other i think yeah sorry yeah i was to say i think they're like if we talked about all every cool superman moment yet again we'd be here for a while like i there are a lot of really really cool moments yeah but him as a device is more the issue Mm -hmm. which my 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 lame moment is him as a device okay yeah and so and i feel like the lame moments there is going to be a lot of back and forth yeah um so if you guys we can get into it okay I mean that is next on the list. That is so. next. That we do have to talk about that next. The only other thing I was gonna say for coolest moments is anytime oh. the anytime the normal Superman uh, goes all out on a bad guy because that's just fun to see him punch Darkseid really hard. Oh yeah, <laughs> but okay. oh one hundred percent. So my lame moment. In the late 1980s, there was a 12-issue series that was spread out, not in one series, but over multiple different series, like two issues here, two issues there, so on and so forth, uh, that got broken down into three phases, and I'm going to read the three phases out loud and see if Sammy knows where I'm going with this. The three phases are as follows. Doomsday, Funeral for a Friend... (laughs) And Reign of the Superman. Yeah. Yeah. So the way I've heard it, and I'm sorry if I'm taking your bit. No, 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 no. This is good. Superman dying. The only thing it did was kill death in comic books. Yeah. Oh, is this, is this the nail in death's coffin? Like, is this, this is, is the, the moment that killed death? When Superman... Yes came back mm-hmm. after the reign of the Superman, which was terrible and nobody liked instead of keeping him dead, they brought him back and were like, Oh, Kryptonians. They just have this thing where when they're like trying to recover, it looks basically like human death. And so it, this is where we get into my issue. <laughs> we're specifically talking about one issue, which is called, the death of Superman. Yeah. Here's my thing. And I'm, I am I will even address... I am a little bit of a hypocrite in this area. I'm a little bit of one because if my favorite hero, the Hulk, ever actually died, I would probably be way upset. I don't think I'd be like, a, like big offended and be like, bring back the Hulk or else, but I'd be upset. Would you celebrate if they brought him back? I would, it's hard to say. It depends on the situation, I I think. my Okay, I think I would be split. My writer's heart would be upset. My Hulk enjoying heart would celebrate and be a kid again about it and be like, hey, he's back. However, if you were going to have a comic book called The Death of Superman... And then kill him, only to bring him back less than 10 issues later, that is bad and dumb. Yeah. And no amount of, frankly, retconning is going to fix that. And it has led to what people call comic book death, where it it, it does not matter. No one is ever really dead in comics. The fact like that's why it was so weird when we were in doing the Happy Hogan episode and Happy stayed dead. Because people in comics typically don't stay dead. 
And it's to the point now. I wouldn't now, even just say typically. They just don't. They almost never stay dead. <laughs> to the point where the yeah. current X-Men stuff, they're on like some island called Krakoa and they're doing their whole mutant colony. It's weird. It's very weird stuff. Yeah, I don't love it, the current X-Men direction. It feels like they've completely lost the plot of the point. But they just have a process that easily revives mutants. Like, most of the dead mutants from mutant history are just back alive now because they've got a simp- a process that revives almost anybody. And that's... All right. The, and, like, the thing that launched my main problem with superheroes is Superman. Now, I don't put the blame on Superman, the character. I put the blame on the writers because they did a very interesting and a bold thing by killing him. What they didn't do was stick with that bold maneuver. They were like, you know what? We need money. And Superman's great. We shouldn't have killed him. Which, again, my biggest pet peeve, stick to your guns and have a plan. Exactly. It's it, Yeah, stick to your guns and have a plan. Also, I guarantee you, if we went back to the 1980s and were there in the room where they decided to bring back Superman... It wasn't a writer that decided to bring him back. It was a business executive that got in there and said, well, we're profits are taking a hit. Um, or we or bring him back? more likely, it was a business executive who, when they said, let's kill Superman, the executive said, that won't sell. You can kill him for a little bit. You can do the cool storyline, yes. but you have to bring him back. It's executive meddling, which is also the bane of so many stories. <laughs> yeah. It's it, it, it's so bad in like the death of Superman is just like the one that to me stands out as the most prominent and the worst. And that's why it gets not only just a lame Superman moment for me, but the lamest Superman moment yeah. to the point where you in Batman v Superman, he dies. And by the end of the movie, before the credits roll, you see the dirt on his coffin shaking. They yes. they did not even have the guts to leave him dead for the span between two movies. Yeah. It, they hinted at his resurrection immediately. Just it's frustrating. And it Marvel isn't any better. I like I'll be open about Very that. Bad. Marvel isn't better. We've talked about the green door thing. Talked about X-Men having just this magical revival goo, whatever they yeah. do now. DC has reviving water. Yeah, DC has that weird thing that like Raj Al Ghul does, right? The Lazarus Pit. Yeah, the Lazarus Pit. The Lazarus Pit. Except that, I guess that's a little bit more interesting because it actually like they come back wrong. Like they come back bad. Yeah, which like just just to bring up DC doing weird jank. I mean, they left up Jason Todd's life to the audience, and they chose to let Joker kill him. Yeah. So, what? yeah, there was there is a poll in Death of the Family. I think. Well, yeah, that, yeah, where Jason Todd had you know yeah, been Death kidnapped by Joker, and they put in like next next issue, you get to decide, call in or mail in or whatever, and there were more votes to kill Jason Todd. That's <laughs> just like in Hannah Montana. When they let uh, people vote to see who was her soulmate, that new Jesse guy or Jake Ryan, her off and on and off again fling. Exactly. Yeah, except <laughs> in one case, it's who's a date. In the other one, it's who dies. Well, it's who who's die. the soulmate. That's a big deal, Caleb. But yeah, to get a little <laughs> bit back on track, I, I understand why they brought Superman back. Yes. I really do. I really understand it. I get it. At like, however, kill your darlings. Yeah, am I like you were saying about the Hulk? Am I glad that Superman is alive and has created good comics after this? Yes, but that still it's it still is a very important moment that probably shouldn't have happened. Yeah, and it's also one of those things. It's like you can kill someone in your main line and still write stuff about. Yeah, them. exactly. But they wanted him still in the main universe. They have alternate universe junk. They wanted to keep him there. They could have brought in a foreign Superman from another universe, and I honestly would have been okay with it. Because it's it's cheap, but at least you left him dead. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's that's my lame moment. I'd agree yeah, that that's my lame game. moment. Um, like we've said overall, the character can be good. At, from a strictly writer's perspective, Superman makes it very difficult to tell any kind of compelling narrative, let alone when you use him as a plot device to yeah. fix everything. Yeah. I want to hear some of your lame moments, because you, you know more about Superman, so your lame moments are probably more than like the one thing that probably <laughs> everyone has a problem well, with. Well, I mean, that's kind of really is just my big problem. There's like a lot of just random retcon stuff they've done. I don't like when they've made him super insanely powerful, except for All-Star Superman, because it makes sense. But yeah, that yeah. that is my I mean, that really is my lamest moment, too, is that like, again, am I happy that he's still alive? Yes. As was that just a terrible situation? Yes. Yeah, I mean, like, there are there are a bunch of moments where it's like he Superman is easily mind controlled in a lot of random situations. <laughs> so they're just like, well, now all the bad and now the story is you got to beat up. You got to beat him up because he's, he's mind controlled. And it's like, OK, that's a little that that's a little too easy. You know, OK, and it just happens too much. Now, though, you've reminded me, I think I do have an actual lame moment from an actual identifiable line. Okay. I'm also I, remembering an old greatest moment that I wanted to talk about and I already forgot, but... I cannot stand the ending of Red Sun. Okay. Thank you! Wh which part? That uh, Krypton is Earth from the future? <laughs> Did you what? forget about that? Did you forget about that? Or, I I only the saw comic? the animated movie. So the animated Krypton, movie and the comics are so Krypton different. in the, in the comic of Red Sun is Earth from the future when the yellow sun has become a red sun and and Jor-El sends Superman back in time. Are wait, I think I think I might be wrong. No. Yeah. So wait, I think at the, if, if I'm thinking about this right at the end of Red Sun they're doing the whole thing. It's like the story of Red Sun, and then it goes into the future where Krypton, blah, 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 blah. And then he doesn't send him back to the the back in time sends him and he lands in Kansas, if I'm remembering correctly. But we're we're talking about the Red Sun where Superman, instead of landing in Kansas, lands in the yes. Ukraine, right? And becomes like a communist weapon, right? Yes. Yes. That yes. includes a plot line where, where <laughs> yes, <laughs> Krypton is future Earth, which you know you know is cool about Red Sun though. Just a little plug, it still shows that he's a really good person at heart because he saves America when he doesn't have to. That one section, but, that one part. But that is my gripe, actually. Okay, because what I was told, the way they sell Red Sun to you, is. Watch a world where Superman is the bad guy, right? Like that, that no, is. Do they strictly say that or do they say that he landed in Ukraine? Well, the selling point is that Superman is now working under a dictatorship regime, that he landed in a place and was indoctr indoctrinated to be part of this regime and to like, you know, like the whole Red Scare stuff. Like he was indoctr he was kind of the Red Scare in yeah. this version. I hated, and I get it, they wanted to keep the core of the character that he's a good dude, but I feel like they just really lost out on the opportunity to just really have him be so, because here's the thing, Superman is entirely committed to the American way, right? Yeah. Like, he is, he is so ideological that he will 100% commit to whatever he truly believes, Right. Yeah. I wanted to see a story where what he truly believes is harmful. Okay. That yeah. is that is how I viewed the story. And so to see the resolution be, ah, nah, he's a good guy. He's going to fight Brainiac. That really frustrated me. That so is, I, okay. that I consider fair. it lame because it felt like another classic, ah, Superman can't be bad. And that frustrated me. Have you ever heard of Justice League Gods and Monsters? No. Okay. Very good. Justice League Gods and Monsters. Very it's good. incredible. It's an animated little movie. Um, it's basically that idea. It's more, it takes more the Red Sun instead of being like 
it's just an alternate universe where the Justice League is like very, very um fascist. Very they like brutal use brutal force to maintain order, and like S- Superman like doesn't even wear his. He has like a blue suit that doesn't have his symbol, and he just has like a trench coat, and he's got this crazy evil looking mustache, dude. And Batman's like an actual vampire. It's crazy. It's that's wild. just if Superman had a mustache. Good. That's the whole premise yeah. of that series. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, but no, I completely understand. Like, there's, there's so many, there's so many series where they're just like, okay, what if Superman was evil? Because it's like, I mean, yeah, and they never follow through with the evil part. Yeah, and I mean, like, never Kingdom do. Come is more Superman just doesn't care, so he just doesn't deal with it. He just steps back and let the new people do it. But yeah, it's yeah they need to go full force because it's more interesting when he's just when he's with the uh, the Justice Lords, which is the the thing I was referencing in the Wally West where mm. they were the bad guys. They were the Justice Lords. God, and like, were, yeah, I'm I'm okay with like I obviously would want him to be a bad guy with a good reason to be a bad guy. Like I want him to be a compelling character, but I hate this tendency that DC has to make Superman the unbeatable darling. Like, he cannot do wrong. Even in the series where he is supposed to be the bad guy, he ends up being the good guy who still saves the day because he's Superman and he has to be better than everyone at everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that it's kind of an encapsulation of all of my small gripes into one movie that really frustrated me. Yeah. And I'm yeah. glad I didn't read the comic line because I'd be even more mad about the future Krypton junk. Yeah, it's a little wild. It's pretty crazy, as they say. Um, I do, I do have to go back to that greatest moment though, because I specifically said in the last episode that we would talk about how he's a good dad. Yeah, I forgot to bring oh, it up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about Daddy Superman. Tell me about Super Daddy. Do you guys know who who Mongol is? The villain Mongol. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's this big, he's this big yellow guy. Okay. Classic. He's from War World. I'm pretty sure he is the ruler of War World. Wait a second. Wait. Is this a planet? This is a planet. Called War World? War, War World. It's basically like a glad, gladiatorial planet. Yeah, I could tell. It's called War World. Yeah, so he's the he's the leader, right? Mongol. He's this big yellow guy with red eyes, right? So in the it was in just yeah, it was on it was it was in Justice League Unlimited. It wasn't in the original Justice League. I'm sorry, I just had to make sure. Um, Mongol sends Superman a birthday present because it's Superman's birthday, and so like we start out with Bruce and Wonder Woman. Coming, coming to the Fortress of Solitude going, happy birthday, Clark. Here's a present. Happy birthday. Um, but when they walk in there, he has this thing on his chest. It just looks like a weird like plant-like thing. Um, and it was, like I said, this present from Mongol, right? And what it did was gave Superman... Um, in in a dream world and like what he wished in his true dream world and in that dream world he's on krypton krypton never exploded jor-el saved the day cal was just a normal kid and just grew up and was just he just like became a scientist as well and like he has a kid named van and there's all these like really he's a very loving dad and like cares for van there's like moments where he's like you know, getting on to him for doing stuff. But like, it's okay. The flower is called the black mercy, but there's just periodically, he just is realizing this is a little weird. I don't remember. This feels off. And there's just like, at the end, they're pulling the thing off of his chest and they're getting it off of him. And the whole world is like shaking. And it's basically like Krypton is exploding again, except, you know, in dream world this time. And he, Cal is talking to Van, and he's like, "Van, I love you, and you're the best thing that's ever happened to me. I just don't think you're real. I don't think you're real. I'm so sorry." Oh, 
No. And he's like, Dad, what are you talking about? I'm so scared. And he's like, it'll be okay. I love you. And then he gets out. It's out of the world. And he's just like, oh. saves the day. He beats off Mongol. And then and then they put the they put the thing on Mongol. That is incredible. Like, that's good stuff. Especially because it shows that, like, at his core, Superman is not a person who wants to be a hero. He's just, he's in a position where what else could he possibly do about it? Like, it's, he needs to be a hero because he's just that powerful. But yeah. he dreams of a world where he doesn't have to be that. It really shows that, yeah, exactly that. Clark is just so, and I guess Cal, Cal and Clark, Cal, Clark, Clark, Cal is just so moral. He's like, I can't do nothing. I'm literally a god. <laughs> like, I have to actually do something. But he just wants to be normal. He just wants to have a normal life. I okay, agree. That's good. I want a that's normal good. life. I want to be a superhero so I can want to have a normal life. I know. I just want a normal life. So do we want to talk about live action adaptations now? Yeah. Yes, but first, boom, 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 just super trivia facts. Oh. All right, everybody. Oh. Welcome to a new thing just for this episode, unless it uh, applies to other episodes. Sammy, yes. you are our resident kind of like Superman, not like expert, but expert. Expert. I, I, Guessbert. No, we're not taking that from that. We're not taking that from that. Yeah, we're not taking that from a bim bam. Let's but. say I'm a Superman expert. We'll say that. You're a resident Superman expert, and as our listeners know, as, as I'm sure Cordell knows, because Cordell can help you in this, but he probably won't be much of a help. Okay. There is more than one color of kryptonite. Okay. There are five. Yes. Bring it. Can you guess what all five um, colors do? Oh, what they do? I'm going to okay. list them okay. for okay. you. That, that yeah. helps me. Um, there's one list, that's pretty I'm problematic. Gonna are you going to tell me what the pink does? Oh, bud, we're going to get into the paint. We gotta. Sammy, first of all, what does green kryptonite do? That just drains him of his powers, correct? Yes, it drains Superman's of his powers bit by bit, and it only affects kryptonites. Kryptonians. Sammy. Yeah, kryptonians. What does red kryptonite do? Did red kryptonite make him, like, go berserk, basically? Ango. Ango Superman. Ango? Am I... Remembering correctly? Uh, it did do that at one point. The result of meteoroids of green kryptonite passing through a crimson cosmic cloud effects on Kryptonians are both unpredictable and temporary. So I was going to accept that as a wild okay. card answer to where anything would affect. Because black kryptonite is the thing that makes him evil, right? Yes. Okay, so we so I yep. already got that one right, by the way. I'm yep. keeping that. Um, we'll, we'll skip it. <laughs> Gold kryptonite. Do you know what that oh, does? I I know I used to. Um, Cordell, you got any any guesses? Oh, gold gold kryptonite has to be a supercharge, right? I don't remember. Let's just go with supercharge. Gold kryptonite robs Kryptonians of their powers permanently. Oh, I was the opposite okay. of right. I I don't now, know that. Yeah. Blue kryptonite. Ooh, okay. So yeah, this is this is really where I'm showing I don't know all that much apparently because I don't remember. That's okay. I don't remember what blue does at all. I'm gonna I'm gonna just go with the DC universe thing and blue the blue lanterns. Their whole thing is they power up green lanterns. They improve the power of green lanterns. So I'm gonna say blue increases his power slightly. Uh, kind of. It is actually harmless to crypt uh, to uh Kryptonians, okay. but it kills super Bizarros if they get even close. Okay, to it. so that makes sense. It's the Bizarro regular green Kryptonite. Okay. Yes, it is a regular. And uh, I have two more for you. A uh white Kryptonite. <sighs> I- I'm just not even gonna guess. Because I don't know. It kills all plant life on any world it lands on. That makes a lot of sense, apparently. And the kind of problematic one, pink kryptonite. From what I remember, it made him more feminine and gay. 
Indeed, print kryptonite has the effect of making Kryptonians gay. Yeah. He Would it make a gay Kryptonian Olsen. straight? No, I don't. Well, they haven't explored that. They haven't However, explored, hopefully, because then, then it would be very it, problematic if it didn't. This has been the, uh, <laughs> does Sammy know the wild trivia that Caleb finds during his research yeah. segment? Kryptonite is crazy. Kryptonite's crazy. I guys. do, I do like, I want to see more exploration of black kryptonite because part of All-Star Superman is he, he, there's, he's infected with black kryptonite for a little bit. I want to see more pink kryptonite. I want to. I want them to. I want them to uh, have to face. I that want them back. to flesh it out to where it's not poop, as not problematic. Bad. Not, not I've. Bad. I have just been searching this whole time while you were playing that game. I've been searching the web, trying to find any logical, reasonable explanation that kryptonite, the material their home planet was made of, has this harmful and variety of effects on kryptonite kryptonians. There's nothing. I have not found any canonical reason kryptonite actually harms them for no good hey, cordell not found any of it yeah cordell i'm gonna give you a reason ready what is earth mostly made of lava what happens if human get close to lava <laughs> i refuse to accept oh, this answer caleb i'll i'll give you a better one <laughs> Mine was perfect. Sup it was perfection. Superman. This is a, I'm, this one is a reach. This one's even more of a reach. Superman is also weak to magic. So maybe the crystals are somehow infused with magic. So it's a mixture of the planet with magic. Well, I just, I need them to at some point explain. One, is this the material his homeworld is made of? Or is this a specific mineral found in specific quantities on his world that affects them in a specific way. Because if it's just crypt if it's just Krypton, no. Not accepting that it'll kill him with long-term exposure. I love that Cordell thinks way too much about this stuff. There's a lot of stop. minerals that kill us. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I'm sorry, if I'm I, sorry. If <laughs> I were dumb. John Carter on Mars and I said, oh no, an earth rock. I'm going to die. That yeah. doesn't make sense. That actively doesn't make sense. What if it's a poison? <laughs> okay, no, we're done. We're done with this. Do we want to go to live adaptations? Yeah, I okay. don't have any other surprise bits. <laughs> okay, perfect. So there have been a few on the big and the small screen. Okay, we've had a few great hey. ones. I'm just going to run run them down. Run, run down the line. So we got Kirk Allen. Was the first one. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. It's A L Y N. So we're just gonna say, yeah, Alan. Then we got George Reeves, which he was in. Yeah, yeah. I think he was the one. I watched an episode, uh, a, a little short of Superman today, called um, "Stamp Day for Superman," um, where it's kind of problematic because they just made Lois like a complete idiot. She sees somebody rob some jewels and then that guy calls her up and goes hey it's me the guy they've been looking for you're the one that saw me come meet me alone and then i'll i'll turn myself in and then she shows up lois so that's a little dumb uh next we got christopher reeve yeah the man yes. the myth the, the legend man, the legend the legendary myth legend christopher of reeve. manliness um, which of manliness. Christopher Reeves was the one that got poet got a yeah paralyzed, paralyzed. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, which he did some great he did some great things in his life. He was actually a very mm -hmm. cool guy. He was a real life Superman. Kinda. Yep, he was, and he did Superman for a quest for peace. A quest for peace. He did. He did the main. He did all the Richard Donner Supermans. Yes. Yeah, including Superman for a quest for peace. <laughs> which is memed on in Family Guy. And it's probably one of my favorite Family Guy bits. It's literally them going, uh, that's what that's what it's like when they say the name of the movie in the movie. And then it gets to the Superman movies. To save the day, I must be Superman 4, the quest for peace. Oh, so that's why they call it that. That's really funny. That's a very... <laughs> yeah. My favorite thing is leaning over being like, they said the name. They did it. They said the name. Which I I always just say roll credits. Ah, uh, cinema sins. <laughs> I had the option to put in Seth MacFarlane 
I have a list of voice actors and I had an option to put him in there because he voiced Superman and Family Guy, but I didn't think that counted. So I just wanted to reference that now. Um, Next. Let's hear the rest of you. Yeah. Next in the live actions were Brandon, Brandon Routh, Routh, Brandon Roth, Routh. Yeah. I love him. He's great. His Superman was really good. Um, I, I, if we're going canonically, I believe Tom Welling was next. He was the Superman in Smallville. Oh, hey, Smallville. Yeah. I never watched it. I never watched it either. It was a little before my time to be watching like CW stuff, you know, I was, I was a young lad. Yeah. You were, a uh, <laughs> when I was a little lad, um, I, no, I watched Tom no. Welling. Get, no, get that out of here. <laughs> Berries and Tom, Berries and Tom. Okay. Um. So I yeah I never watched it but I've heard only good things and I just wanted to at least reference the man because he's a talented actor. Um, but other other people that like have been close to being a live action, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard this. Yes, say it. Nicholas say it. Cage. It's my favorite. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. What uh, screen Cage. tested in the suit and everything for uh. I think it was called Superman Flyby, if I remember. It was a weird name. And I think it was Tim Burton as well. I'm so upset that we missed out on a Tim Burton, Nicolas Cage Superman. It would have been so weird, but I'm so here for it. Put the bunny in the box. Put the kryptonite back in the box so I can do my job. <laughs> but yeah, um... But now we let's get into the bigger section. The the it, it's not even that much bigger, but the uh, the voice actors. So when I think of Superman, I'm I think of George Newbern, which he voiced um, he voiced Superman in the Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, those animated shows. That by now, apparently I have fans of this show, and apparently one of the only things they should know is that that is two of those series are my favorites of all time. Um, but Real there quick. were some other yeah. I may have zoned out a half second. We we talked about like Man of Steel, right? Like we talked about Henry Cavill. Oh, I right? didn't say Henry Cavill. You're right. Oh, Henry okay, Cavill. good. I thought for certain I had to have like fallen asleep or something because how did we not mention Henry Cavill? Was, so Henry Cavill is a good superhero. I wanted to say it canonically, but in my list I oh. had Henry Cavill before Tom, so I messed up. That was my bad. I just forgot gotcha. that I hadn't said. But yeah, Henry Henry he's he was a pretty good Superman. Man of Steel isn't yep. the best. The writing was what hampered him. Movie. He's a good actor though. He's a good actor and um the mustache that also hampered him. Uh, okay, but we're now okay, but now on to voice actors. Yeah. So George Newbern, there's been a lot of other notable actors. So like there's uh for People that I knew that I immediately were like, okay, were Nolan North. Um, He is a very prominent voice actor in many things. Um, Yeah. He's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's who I actually think of as Superman. Very fair. Nolan is very talented, and he's probably one of my favorite voice actors, Um, which he also, another person that he actually has a podcast podcast show with, uh, Troy Baker. He's also been a voice for Superman. Um, we all, yes, also yeah. got Travis Willingham and Matthew Mercer, both of Critical Role fame. They've both played wow, separately. Wow, I didn't realize they were both Superman. Yeah. Um, we got Christopher McDonald, who was in Batman Beyond. I don't remember if I knew who it was. I know this person, though. Patrick Warburton. Patrick Warburton what? played him on- The Warburton? Uh, Superman? He was, Amer- he was Superman in the show. I don't even know what this was, but- and the thing I found, it was American Express, The Adventures of Seinfeld and Superman. <laughs> I don't know what this is, but I need to watch I, this right yes, now. What's the I, deal with Patrick Warburton? I'm Superman. Hey, hey Seinfeld. Uh, I'm, I'm Peter. <laughs> hey, hey, Seinfeld. I'm, I'm Superman. I'm now. Superman Warburton. Um, Adam Baldwin. he's what he's one of those where yeah he's he played him in superman doomsday this is insane um we got yuri lowenthal (gasps) of ben 10 fame Mm -hmm. i think he played like a younger one uh how about he played the teenage ben 10 yes he was incredible how about kyle mclaughlin of twin of twin peaks fame 
Wait, Kyle what? In Dune? He, he voiced Superman. Who was he in Twin Peaks? This is insane. He's the main dude. He was the main guy. Sorry, guys. I'm not a voice actor. <laughs> he's Dale Cooper. Well, no, sorry. Well, no, he's like in Twin Peaks. He's he's normally a, a on-screen actor. Yeah, I just I didn't know his name. I just liked Twin Peaks. Yeah, Twin Peaks is great. Didn't um, know this was the Cordell gets yelled at because he can't contribute <laughs> episode. Let's see if you guys know this one. Mark Ham Harmon. Mark Harmon. Yeah. He's he played Superman. Mark Harmon. Mark Harmon. I'm gonna send you a picture because he's one of those where his name is very generic, but he's a great actor. Oh yeah, Gibbs. Yeah. Um, okay, next we got James Denton, which I don't know. I don't think he's a super big boy. He just pl- voiced him in uh, All Star Superman, so I wanted to make reference to that. He. Uh, we also got. We also got. Um, oh yeah, Weird Al Yankovic. Of Weird <laughs> Al fame. Weird Al oh, Yankovic. Weird Al? He played Superman in um, in Mad in a Mad of show. Of course he did. Yeah. But it still counts. I think still I remember counts. that episode now. Yeah. We got um Channing Tatum was him in the Le- in all of the Lego movies. It's Channing Tatum as Superman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuz uh Jonah, yeah, Jonah Hill is Green Lantern yes, in all of those. Yes. Which is great. Alan Tudyk. Love the Tudyk. Yes. He's great. He's uh, really and- good in Doom Patrol by the way. I I know I'm like a couple years late to the Doom Patrol party, but I'm watching it now and it's really good and Alan Tudyk is excellent as always. Yeah. I need to actually watch it. But the last one, the last one I got on here um, is, is it's Nick Cage. It's Nick Cage again. He voiced um, Superman in Teen Titans Go to the Movies, <laughs> which was that Teen Titans Go movie that. that came out like two years ago, three years ago. What but a yeah, man. I love it. That's all. That's it for adaptations. I, it. I Obviously, voice acting is very important to me, so that's why I wanted to bring it up, especially for the animated shows. I appreciate it. I mean, it's. Not live action, but we'll give you a pass since you're so dang cute. Okay, thanks. It could just be the adaptation section whenever I'm on. Yeah. Are, are the reason, <laughs> for, the, for the record, peel back the curtain again. The reason it's not just adaptations is because so often there are so many random niche things that we... Yeah. We didn't. We don't normally want to go through all of them. There are typically fewer live action ones, which is why that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. that's why I specifically wanted to talk about the voice actors with this one too. There's a lot more interesting. Caleb and Sammy. Yeah. Was Superman in the Infinity Saga? No. No. And he You're couldn't. Right. He, he's not as he's he's not as good as Flash. He can't have technically been in it. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah he yeah. can't. There's actually a whole superhero dedicated to keeping the two worlds separate. So, yeah. Well, I guess that just means it's time for not super. Super, 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 super. Welcome to Not Super, the segment where we talk about literally anything else. Literally anything else. To make up for everybody missing out last week, because. We kind of forgot to throw it into that episode. Oops. I'm going to do a real fun one. Sammy gets to make it up on the spot. Go, girl. Ooh, what is your favorite Pokemon? If that's too big, what is your favorite evolution? I love both. And we'll do a twofer, answer both questions. Okay. Uh, Gengar, um, Vaporeon. No. Ugh. Uh, uh, it's hard. The go, the dark one. Uh, Umbreon. Umbreon. Gengar, Umbreon. I'm very predictable. Okay. Cordell. Okay. If I had to pick a favorite Pokemon, this is kind of a tricky category because there are multiple ways to look at this, right? You got yeah. favorite to play with in game. You got which one would you have as your, your buddy to just hang out with in real life? Or you got like, which one would be your favorite, like snuggle buddy, you know? I think I'm gonna, mine is all of those, honestly. Really? Okay. If I were to do favorite to play in game, yeah. there is nothing quite as fun in my experience as, oh, what's its name? Okay. Sorry. There's nothing quite as fun in my experience as Surfetched from okay. the newest games from Sword yeah, and Shield, the Farfetched Evolution. Surfetched is a ton of fun to play. From the just hang out as a bro perspective, Halucha. Love me some Halucha. Okay. And from the Cuddle Buddy, 
Ribombi. That little bug. Love her. Aww. Mine. Um, oh, well, what's your favorite evolution? Oh, you didn't favorite evolution? Leafeon. Because I really wish okay. I really wish it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mine. My favorite, I think, covers all of those because mine is Volcarona. And in the game, Volcarona is very powerful and great. Yeah. Very strong. I would strong. love to just hang out with Volcarona. And it's a big moth. It's a big moth mommy. So you could sleep on cuddly. that warm moth. Very cu- yeah, it has the ability flame body, so that means it's warm and nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and my favorite evolution is Espeon, but se- sick, close yeah. close second is Sylveon. Sylveon's great. Uh, Vaporeon has been a steady, steady good one the whole time though. I just something about Leafeon makes me really love it and really wish it was good. I think it's like the whole plant fair. plant chill vibe, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That was not super. Oh wait, do you do you uh-huh. hear that? Uh-huh. What? What is it? What? It's time for another segment. Another oh, segment no. that I'm doing because I'm a guest. What? It's Cordell and Caleb. Guess another picture that I chose for them this time. Ah. Uh. Uh. I was yeah. super. I was super special and set up the second one already as well as the first one. So go into that DM. And look at that one. If you don't remember from last week, bo- this week's and last week's are both in DC. They're both in the DC universe. That was what I. That is what I gave them. Sammy, what was the answer to last week? I was. Yeah, you were. I was about to say last week's was Miss Martian. Miss Martian. I decided to be a little bit nice because uh, I could tell Caleb knew who I was talking about, who the picture was. They couldn't get exactly, but we're going to go ahead and give it to them and say that they got it. Woo! But yeah, Miss Martian. I don't got it this I time. I games. This one is definitely uh, more yeah. difficult. This one is, I thought Miss Martian would be difficult, but Caleb had seen Young Justice. And so. Is that a, is that a baseball bat? It is not a baseball bat. That can't be one of the questions. No, that's not the question. That's, that's not, not a question. I'm, I'm just talking. Yeah. I'll describe I'll it. I'll give quick. you that. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you describe it. I described last week. So, so we've got a very imposing, powerful aura here. Big fan, love a strong woman. Or is it a man? I it's hard to tell from this angle. The the curvature of the hip makes me strong think person. it's a lady because I know how comic writers draw hips for women. So I'm gonna assume a female character. Um there's a like blue and yellow suit that's very skin tight with like black stripes on it and there's a black glove holding what looks like a a baseball bat but with like some extra rings on it and then there's a big old red cape with a lot of powerful light and energy behind it and i i have no clue caleb do you have any idea i have a question okay that will lead me in a direction is this a cosmic level superhero yes it felt cosmic. Okay, that's that, good. That, that's that good. helps. Yeah. It felt cosmic, but you never yeah, know. Yeah. Since it seems like you guys are stumbling a little bit, I will also I'll give you a, a free one. She is associated with Dark Side in some way. Yeah, that doesn't help Cordy at all. Hey, Cordy, it. Mm, what are you thinking? I'm thinking that we go back with the classic route of I, I don't know if you remember Dr. Robot Panther Squire the third. Oh, I do. But I I think this is going to be a time where we have to go that route. Okay. Potentially. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm very much down for that. So, let me pitch Lady McBaseball mm-hmm. bat. I I like that. I'm going to ask a second question yeah, still yeah. because I do Okay. Go yeah. for it. Go for it. Um hey, Sam. Yeah. I wasn't listening at all to what you were just saying to Cordell. That's that's good. Uh, is that actually electricity in the background? Um, let me double double check. Um, no, it's an explosion. It's an explosion. Perfect. So, see, I like your idea of a uh, lady baseball mm-hmm. bat. Here's my. Do you want idea. me to listen to what you're saying now, or do you want me to wait? Do you want me to? Yeah, you can just wait. Okay, yeah, I'll just... just yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so here's what I'm thinking is, lady, lady, 
blue suit McBaseball Masterson the fourth. Hit it up. Go for it. Okay, Sammy, we're bet we're ready. What? We're okay. good. Okay, I'm coming back. Okay. Oh, okay. What what's your guess? Uh our official guess is Lady Blue Suit McBaseball Masterson the Fourth. Are they right? Are they wrong? You'll find out next week, but they'll find out pretty soon. We're right. Uh, this we this has it. been Cordell it. and Caleb gets a picture and Sammy chooses this time and made this one really hard because the first one was a lot easier than she expected. Okay, folks, it's time to start wrapping this sucker up because we have put you through roughly two hours of content at this point over Superman. A lot of debate, a lot of discussion between two episodes. So we're going to get one last mm-hmm. discussion point and then we're going to send you home. Do, does Superman live up to his potential? I guess I'll start. How can he not? Yeah. How can he not be living up to his potential? He's been around since 1938. They've done so much with him. I. Yeah. It's just... Yeah. You've, you've been around that long. People have nailed you a handful of times, gotten you perfectly right, and you lived up to what you could do. I'm in. He's done everything under the sun while being powered by said sun. That was good. Okay. <laughs> what would we love to see for Superman? More Clark. I need more storylines centered up about, around Clark. There are too many stories that are just Superman, and they don't focus on him being human man who just happens to also be an alien. Caleb, I wonder if you have the same answer as me. Retire him outside of short runs and stuff like that. That was my answer too. I want, well, except I don't even want short runs. I want Soups to retire and get that life he dreamed of on Krypton. I want him to, well, not on Krypton, but get that life he dreamed of. I want him to retire and live a life where he does not have to dedicate every moment to saving the world. That that would be a very good story beat. To have but him end like that. This has been, like you said, two hours of discussion. We kind of talked about where you guys were at the beginning, but where are you now after this long discussion? <laughs> I stayed the same. I still love Superman. I am definitely more appreciative of the character and of the strengths of the character. I am far less deprecating about Superman now, but I still... I'm not entertained by him most of the time, and I still think he's a lazy plot device for a lot of writers. But I that very much appreciate him now. I I like Superman. <gasps> I do not love Superman. Fair. Okay. Big fair. Big fair. Okay. Well. I think I have more of a like casual respect, you know? Not not super into him, but I could respect that he exists. Yeah, yeah. Just like, I'm not gonna, if someone's just sitting there and is like, Superman sucks, I'll be like, okay, look, I get it. I don't love Superman, but he doesn't. Yeah, I might defend him a little bit now. Okay. There's no timeline on this anymore, but you two, I want you, I'm asking you both to actually read All-Star Superman and American Alien and tell me what you think of it. I will read both gladly. Find me a good PDF and I'm down, bro, but I'm I'm just not visiting that website. I'm <laughs> okay. just not doing okay. it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, time to wrap this sucker up. It's time for listener mail. Woo-woo. This week we have an email from David from Vermont. Thank you, David. What up, David? Hey David. Thanks for writing in, buddy. David says, Hey guys. Your show is becoming one of my go-to commute podcasts, and my friends at the local comic shop definitely like that I can at least try to keep up with them on trivia now. (laughs) Anyway, my favorite episode so far has definitely been Lobo, and I hope you do some more wild characters like him soon. David from Vermont. Yo, David, thanks for writing out. Uh, We definitely hope to do some more wild characters. Um, And yeah, sorry if you're a... comic book store friends completely own you because we got trivia wrong and gave you the wrong information yeah we're working on it but like we said in the very first episode we're not experts not at all some dudes with google that's enough to make us dangerous yeah and if you would like to email us like david did you can do so at just super 616 at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter at just super 616 you could follow Caleb Burley, the bad boy of radio. Yes, technically now. At Awkward <laughs> from 1997. And you could follow Cordell. 
the good boy of radio at Cordelicious. And you can follow Sammy at Sammy B. Tweetin. What am I? Sammy. You're the good boy. You're you're the radio rebel, remember? Oh, yeah. But you didn't the say radio it. Radio rebel. You, you could follow Sammy, the radio rebel, at Sammy go. B. Tweetin. Radio Thank Ray you Ray. to the one and only Cordell Hutchison for editing this episode. I'm sure it's going to be a fun one a to lot. do. Oh, it's going to be so uh, difficult. Thank you to the one and only Haley Northington for providing us with our podcast art. You can find more of her art and possibly buy some at littlelight97.redbubble.com. This show is produced by all of us, right now three of us, speaking into separate microphones from separate places, and we still don't know how to end the show, but we technically kind of do. My computer battery's dying so long, folks. Go be super. You can figure out how. We gave you two last week. Bye. 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 Bye.